0: Micah and Cassie had fallen into a pretty solid routine since Cassie had arrived. It was the same rough schedule that they had before Micah had moved out. Cassie would get up, far too early in the morning, and go and do her morning exercises while Micah lays around in bed. They would meet up for breakfast and talk about their plans for the day. They would go their separate ways, meet up again at lunch to catch up with each other, and then disappear until the end of the day. Today was one of the rare days that neither of them had anything going on, nothing to distract them from each other, so they spent the day in the garden, lounging around next to the pool and just talking. It was something that Micah had definitely missed in the time that he'd been away, being able to talk about nothing of consequence, just easy talking about whatever came to his mind at the time. He could do it with Lynn and Caelan, of course, but there was something different about doing it with his mum, something sweeter. Something that made his heart light up in a way that no one else could. With everyone else, he felt bad about his incessant need to fill every silence with his chattering. But he knew his mother was fine with hearing him talk for however long as he needed to talk for. The conversation had, like it had often done over the last couple of days, turned to Hiroki, about their memories. It often resulted in talking about happy times, trying to honor his memory through happiness, but today, for some reason, today, Micah was feeling something much less upbeat. Do you think he'd be mad at me? He asked quietly after a few moments of silence. Carsi turned to look at him, watching him for a second. Micah swore that he could hear the cogs turning in her brain, but whether she was trying to think of an honest answer or a way to placate him make him feel better, he couldn't tell. I don't think he ever got mad at you, baby boy, not really, Cassie said seriously, reaching over to take Micah's hand and squeeze it reassuringly. Micah's face fell, his ears going along with them as his tail wrapped around his own leg tightly. He did get mad at me, Mama. He almost whined, wriggling over to sit closer to her. Can you not remember that time when I almost made him leave forever? And the two of you fought, like really fought, and then he left and he didn't come back for a whole year because I made him mad. He said, words getting faster and faster as he got more and more nervous as to what the reply would be. Cassie sighed quietly, scooching closer to wrap an arm around Micah's back carefully. Because... You were a teenager, going through the same hormonal problems that all teenagers go through. But Hiroki? I'm not sure if he ever left being a teenager. Even when he died, I'm sure he still had the hormones of one. So, no. I don't think he was mad at you. Not for long, anyway. And yes, it was a year, and yes, it was a long time, but it was the same time that the army made a big push over in the east. He wasn't going to be able to go back for a while. It was unfortunately timed, but it wasn't your fault, baby boy." Micah sighed, leaning his head over onto Cassie's shoulder. He remembered the day easily. Hiroki had been gone longer than he had before. Micah had hit an age where he finally started accepting himself for being him, found a tutor that offered to teach him how to play the lute, and the magic that came with it easily. His tutor, he realised, had been more of a father than Hiroki had ever been. Not that Hiroki had ever been his father, he definitely wasn't biologically, and he wasn't by name either, but that didn't stop Micah from pretending, from lying in bed with his mom at night and wondering just how nice it would be. All the times he had dreamt of Hiroki coming home, scooping him up into a hug, kissing his forehead, and telling him he was sorry, that he was home for good now, and that Micah could call him dad if he really wanted. And then Hiroki would come back, and he would stay a few days, and it was nice, sure. He would certainly treat Micah like his own child, bring him back presents and take him for treats, but Micah couldn't help but slowly notice that he did the same for Kaelin and Kaelin's cousins, and even Leliana. And then when Maria came along, she was just as spoiled. And slowly, he realized that this was just how Hiroki treated everyone. There was nothing at all special about Micah. And then at the end of the week, or the month if they were really lucky, Hiroki would hug his mother and kiss her on the cheek and he would leave again walk off into the garden and teleport out of there with one last display of fireworks, which was meant to distract Micah from him leaving. But then, that one day, that one day Hiroki had knocked on the door and Micah was through with it. He had been gone for six months, six long months, where Micah had come to realise that he didn't need Hiroki, he didn't need a dad. His mum was all that he needed, no one else. Hiroki had been stood outside with the same stupid smile he always had. He was wearing what he called his travelling clothes, a tattered gold doublet over a long flowing skirt, the jewellery on his face seemingly multiplying from visit to visit. The bag slung over his shoulder would have excited Micah when he was younger, there would be presents in there. But now he was older and he couldn't be fucking bought. With tiny little trinkets Hiroki had no doubt picked up without a second thought. Who are you?' he asked deadpan, and he knew he had got a better at lying, gotten better at the performance of it. A smile spread across Hiroki's face. Sure, he was technically smart, but he could be so fucking dumb as well. He thought this was a game. "'Well, hello there. I am here to see your mother. Is she in?' He teased, both of his ears twitching in a way that made his jewellery chime melodically. "'She is,' Micah said, and saw Hiroki open his mouth to reply before Micah interrupted him. "'But she doesn't want to see you. Goodbye.' And he slammed the door in Hiroki's face. It had started a storm almost instantly. He hadn't technically been lying, Cassie was in— and she had been chuckling throughout their whole charade, until the door slam closed. Micah! She had almost shouted, and it made him jump in surprise. His mama never shouted, she never even raised her voice at him. What did you do that for? That wasn't nice. Micah couldn't help it, he backed away from the door and his mother stood up, ears pinning back in pure fear as his tail wrapped around his leg. She had stormed over, passing right beside him to leave the house. In the small amount of time he could see through the door before it swung shut, he could see that Hiroki had already started to leave, heading back along the long, winding path to their house. He caught a glimpse of Carsi following him, calling out his name. They shouted. They argued. It was something that Micah hadn't heard before as he sat in the kitchen with his arms wrapped around his knees, hiding his face. He couldn't hear exact words, but he could hear the anger in them. He could hear one or two phrases pop up, and each one he instantly wished he hadn't. He doesn't love me anymore, Cassie. Why should I stay? He is a teenager. Hiroki, he's just as hormonal as you are. I knew this time would come. If you walk away, that's it. There's no coming back well, he obviously wants me gone." Hiroki hadn't come back. Not for a year. Kasi had returned a few minutes later, walking back into their house alone and looking at Micah with tears in her eyes. She said nothing as she picked him up, pulling him into a hug and burying her face between his horns. They had never spoken about it again. Hiroki ignored it had ever happened when he came back, and the two of them had as well. It was as if it had all been a bad dream that Micah once had. He had almost, almost managed to pass it off as all a bad dream, until he had just brought it up and Kasi had seemed to remember it. He took a few deep breaths, leaning into the hand that Cassie was rubbing on his arm. His tail slowly unwrapped from around himself, and finally wrapped itself back around Cassie. It was a good sign. It told him that he would be okay, that the panic attack he felt welling up in his chest was already fading. "'I... Mama?' he asked, lifting his head and turning it to look at her. She wasn't crying, not outwardly, but Micah had long since learned the face that she wore when she was trying desperately to hold in tears. "'Yes, baby boy?' she asked, reaching over to stroke some hair out of his face "'and tuck it gently behind one of his horns. "'Do you think... do you think he knew that I love him?' he asked, small and meek, "'and in that moment he was twelve again, sat in his kitchen with his head in his hands, "'hearing the two people who meant the most to him in the whole world argue because of him.' Of course he did, Cassie replied, and it was instantaneous. There was no time for her to think of what the best thing to say to him would be, and Micah knew that it must have come from the heart. He knew you loved him, and he loved you. Even when he... You know, when he left, it was to give you space. He loved you, and he didn't want to upset you any more. But through all of his magic and all of his book smarts and all of the times he thought he knew everything, he had a distinct knack of making things so much worse. Micah couldn't help but laugh at that, an ugly laugh that came out half as a sob. Yeah, yeah he did do that. They sat in silence for a short while. Nothing but the bird's song and the soft chirps of crickets filling the air. Mama, did you love him? Micah asked finally, almost as quiet as the crickets. What? Yes, of course I did, just like I loved Davos and Sahuno and Kite and Benjamin. and... She started, but Micah simply fixed her with a glare. That's not what I meant, Mama, and... You know it." Carthy sighed, looking away from Micah off into the garden, and Micah swore she was looking towards Soroki's memorial. I did. I fell in love with him before you were born, before I was pregnant with you. And I'm not smart, I know, but I knew he was in love with me, too. She sighed, pulling Micah a little closer. he... He had always told me. Not me, not specifically pointing me out, but he had always said. He always told us that his father would choose a wife for him, and he could never go against that. So I stealed my heart away, looked for someone else to give it to, and... Then I had you, and... You were the only one who was really deserving of every ounce of my love." Micah paused for a long moment, unsure what to say. He tilted his head to rest on her shoulder, wrapping his arm around her into a tight hug and holding her close, trying to give some of the comfort he had taken back to her. It was an odd experience seeing his mother upset. He was twenty eight years old and whereas she had always told him that it had been important to be open with his emotions, he could count the number of times he had saw her really crying on one hand. He wanted to comfort her, but he was realizing now that he had no idea how. Micah do you think it, do you think what he said was true? That his father would be choosing who he was going to marry, and that he would kill anyone he fell in love with that he didn't agree with. She asked, looking over at him. He had no idea whether she was asking him just in general, or whether she thought his relationship with Lynn would give him a bigger idea about what his father would have been like. I... Lynn doesn't talk about his father very often. I guess if you had just lost him so recently, you wouldn't want to either, but... I don't think he was the nicest of men. Lynn told me he always told him he was a failure, that he ruined his life, so I really... I really wouldn't put it past him to tell Hiroki that. Would he go so far as to kill anyone that Hiroki fell in love with? I don't know, but... He paused for a moment, looking down at his feet as he sighed heavily. I don't know if knowing the answer would make things any better, Mama. Either he would have killed you and nothing really changes, or he wouldn't have killed you and you realize that Hirohi was lying to you and he never loved you in the first place. Kasi paused for a moment, taking a deep breath and closing her eyes. For a second, Micah worried that he had done nothing but make things worse, managed to upset her even more, but in the end she simply opened them again and smiled. You know what? I think he would have enjoyed this. Enjoyed all the drama he was causing, even after he died, she chuckled. The drama, yes, but he would hate to see you cry, Mama, you know that, Micah added, but even he managed to break a small smile. Back at home, we always said that no one truly died until you stopped talking about them, so maybe... From now on, we keep talking about him. About the happy memories we have, Cassie said quietly, turning her head to look at him. Micah just nodded, leaning into her again with a warm purr. Yeah, I think we could do that. And keep causing drama in his name, huh? Another laugh, one that Micah echoed easily. Yes... I know he would love that.